0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Monday morning. You know what? I'm really glad my uh, check cleared with the officials so the Chiefs could actually beat the Vikings of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> good. What hey, a bunch of crap. Uh, the I didn't think officiating was very good. All the Chiefs were hospitalized 10 times, and Minnesota only four. Yeah, in that game. so I guess we're not paying off the reps good enough. Now, before we get into it, you just said something. Because I I was in discourse with people all all last week. The refs, the refs, the refs, the refs, the refs. And I go, you know what? It's easier for the, the NFL to let other fan bases blame the refs for a victory for a team, i.e. us, i.e. the Patriots of a decade ago. Whatever you want to say, you can say it a million times. It's easier for them to say that because the real problem is it's a league-wide problem. The officiating, game-to-game, week-to-week, isn't the best. It's just not. So they, they would rather say, "Oh well, well, yeah, sometimes it just goes the... T-. No, it's just the officiating. Both sides is garbage. Matter of
1: fact, Mike, as you well know, I have a, a friend who is a had been an official in the NFL and he said the same thing. It's just simply not up to the quality that it should be. But it, it is what it is, you've got to go with it. The NFL has to address that and they will. They have their rules committee and so forth and so on. They meet periodically during the year, but really uh, for intense decisions uh, in the spring and the summer. I think that'll pre- probably be corrected. And yeah, the Chiefs had 10 penalties called on them and the Vikings only four yesterday, But critical times is when they're called that's just it the defense is what wanted for Kansas oh yeah they did you talk about a malign defense uh, their defense isn't malign folks it's very quick they're very quick and they hit hard and that's what that's what got them got them through plus the disruption and I, I can't say the number of sacks that they had on Kirk Cousins because there weren't that many but the disruption he was 29 of the 47 through the air he threw the ball in the air 47 times the running games for either team weren't weren't really big 47 times he put it in the air and that was good for a, a good amount of yardage but that's also a number of misses think about that and the misses were brought about by the fact that he was under pressure the entire game flushed out of the pocket it's a pretty good pocket that the vikings were able to form not as good as the chiefs but a pretty good one nonetheless He didn't have time to do anything at all and throw out his or throw to his precision receivers they do have a good offense there's no question about the fact that the Vikings have a very good offensive attack they can play scored 20 points and had a chance to get back into the ball game but the fact of the matter remains The defenses made the difference,
0: and Kansas City's defense rallied to the core, and that's what pulled them through. That was without Nick Bolton, too, by the way. And Chanel's stepping up big time for the team as they kind of fill in for him. But, yeah. That's without Nick. And they start rotating those linebackers like that, man, that's going to be a situation for the rest of I still of contend that one person doesn't make a difference. The
1: Chiefs linebacking corps is still pretty good, but Bolton in there would make a bit of a difference. I, st- <laughs> I still had to watch with some perverse attitude, I will admit. But the, the other guard the Jawan Taylor, mm-hmm. he's still leaving early, and they don't call it. They do not call it the officials. He gets about a quarter of a second move. And they don't call Illegal ink. It It hey, is what it is. It's They're not, not call just illegal.
0: him, though. Watch those games. Watch the way that outside tackle is lining up. It's not just him. Everyone else is doing it. So I think they were like, well, we're." The... it's again back to what I said at the beginning. It's not just the Chiefs. It's a league-wide problem with the officials. And it is inconsistent week to oh, week. There's no question. It and, is inconsistent. Yes. And, yes, you were right. Nick Bolton ain't going to change. Ain't going to make a huge difference. But bringing him back in gives some time to those other guys, gives some breath. And then when we get Ogba back... After suspension, up front, from San that Francisco, that's going to be, gonna this, be uh, yeah, th- six games. Omenahu, yeah, ate, Omenahu, who, excuse me, I don't like you're saying that. Uh, he, I think he comes back this week. It's either, he's, he, I think it's a six game, so I think he's is back. Is yeah, this he's not after. the six game they this have is, coming up? Yeah, this will be the sixth. Now, it all
1: depends on, I guess, your understanding of the rules. Yeah. Is he suspended for a total of six, or is six the end of it? I don't know. I think it's probably a total of six. Yeah. So he would be back next week. But the fact is, the Chiefs do play on Thursday night. I'm going to give you a numerical example here. We talked about the fact that Cousins threw the ball 47 times. He was 29 of 47 through the air. Mahomes, 31 of 41. 41 passes through the air. He completed just about the same total yardage that Cousins had, but he didn't have to hurry his passes. And he also had that threat of running when he was blitzed, which the Vikings did. On many occasions, tried the blitz. Was it effective? Well, 27-20, the final score, and the Chiefs do get a win. Chiefs remain at
0: very strong football. Oh, yeah, they do. And you're seeing Patrick Mahomes come into his final form, which should be extremely scary for the rest of you fan bases, and that is a quarterback who not only has the talent to do what he has to do, but a quarterback now that understands that, eh, I'll just do this to win. I don't care. He doesn't care, and he just wants to dub, well, and that's all in that, that matters.
1: Well, I think you're right, but uh, he uh, he he has an attitude about it. He cares. The thing that has me worried about him is that you watch after those passes are completed, he is taking a beating back there. Oh, they're coming that after him. can only
0: last for so long. Yep, but hey, got to give it up to that front five because they're doing a <laughs> great job too. Got to give it up to Kels for coming back in with an ankle sprain and helping this on a pivotal thing. It just... I mean, and Watson, God, hes it, it, its just—it—you love to see it when, yes, you have your your regular, you know, guys like Mahomes and Kelsey do good, but you see these guys that are popping up like yesterday. Glad Edwards. you mentioned
1: uh, Justin Watson too. Uh, he is—he is a key, and he goes unheralded. He's the University of Pennsylvania. He's an Ivy leaguer playing in the NFL. That doesn't happen very often. He made a catch in the second period, I think it was yesterday. It was absolutely unbelievable. He was guarded. guy, with The guard, and right there legally, right in front of him, went up. And, God, I don't know how in the world Watson caught the ball, but he did. It was third down. I think it was third and 20, something like that, deep in their own territory. And Mahomes threw one up, kind of a semi-Hail Mary, and Watson caught the
0: ball. How I'll never tell you and then dragged his feet in it just uh by inches but they pulled it off and again that my friend is a culture you want to be a part of so go chiefs they have a short week against the broncos on thursday so it wasn't just football played over the weekend baseball is in their playoffs and actually had some games happen last night who's in the lead so far well how about the texas rangers they have gone into baltimore and won the first two games
1: and in a best of five oh my you're in the driver's seat now the games go to arlington texas and they will play tomorrow. The American League has today off the National League games for today. But Texas Rangers scored five runs in the second, four more in the third, and win 11 to eight over Baltimore in a slugging contest. Baltimore almost came back. I'm not cashing in on the Orioles yet. They're pretty doggone good, but the Texas Rangers, all they need is one win in these next, if they're going to be three games, and they are in the American League Championship Series. Now the Minnesota Twins tied Houston. That series tied at 1-1, and now the two games go to Minneapolis, and they will play tomorrow as well. Minnesota beat the Houston Astros last night 6-2. We may see or be seeing a changing of the guard. Now, the national games are today, and Philadelphia and Arizona, both the visiting teams, have one game to none lead. Philadelphia blanked Atlanta. I don't know how that happened, but the Phillies blanked them on Saturday 3-0. Arizona walloped the Los Angeles Dodgers 11-2 with six runs in the first inning off the great Clayton Kershaw. What on earth?
0: Anyway, those teams the National Leaguers play today. Let's see what happens. You know, I, uh, I I was real disappointed going into the weekend because K-State Wildcats lost to uh, Oklahoma State. But I, it, watching that game just kind of made me feel like, first, K-State is not the best road team in the world because I feel like if they had played the Tigers a couple weeks before at home, they probably would have won that game. And I kind of felt like they just didn't look like a very good team in Oklahoma State on Friday night. they a little bit disheveled. They, they did. They didn't look like – and I don't know if that's just they just had an off week or it's just for some reason when they're on the road, they just get off their laurels a little bit and they just get knocked around a little bit. But they did not look like a great team they, on Friday night. Chris Kleiman
1: is an awfully good team. Oh, coach. yeah, he is. I know the guy. He's very astute, very sharp. Uh, and see a team play like that, they, they didn't have – didn't have it together.
0: No. They made the Cowboys look a lot better than they actually are. And that's not what you want. So that wasn't a good start to my weekend. However, there were some dandies on Saturday. When you have that many teams in the top 25 lose, you know you had a good weekend. Well, with here in town, where
1: the team in the top 25 did not lose, that was North Dakota mm-hmm. State. They came here and out-muscled Missouri State, 38-10. Uh, to 10. I thought the Bears put up as good a fight as they possibly could. Were they outsized? Not really. Both teams have, have the same size on offensive line, but the concept, the game plan, a whole lot different by a veteran team, and North Dakota State always has a veteran team because they play a lot of underclassmen. They're just very, very good. Blocking schemes were excellent, and uh, the Bears still winless in the conference. Do play again this week. They go to Western Illinois, and McComb should be able to win that one. The zoo. Knocked out of the undefeated ranks by LSU, 49 to 39, high scoring ball game, but LSU had a little bit more quickness. Notre Dame losing to Louisville.
0: That was a great game.
1: Now, Louisville's undefeated, but yeah. I just didn't think they had really played the schedule that Notre Dame had, and that may have cost Notre Dame. But that was uh very to me, surprise, 33-20. Louisville wins that game. Oklahoma's for real. They knocked off the Texas Longhorns in the
0: Cotton that Bowl. That was another great game. Great game. 34-30. Oh, man. Up to the wire, too. And you, and you just saw a battle. It just, uh, back tell and Tell you forth.
1: what, did you see the game on television? Oh, yeah, I watched the whole that thing. That is college football at its best. Absolutely. That's where you have the big crowd. You had, what, seventy-five, eighty thousand 80,000 at the Cotton Bowl, the old Cotton Bowl on the fairgrounds in Dallas. Got out there and played. The fans evenly split. The Texas burned Orange on one, the Oklahoma Crimson on the other, all raising hell and carrying on. It, it's a it's a great classic to watch. Alabama-Texas A&M, another big win for the Crimson Tide. i tell you what, the... When Texas beat them, they're over. They're done. Oh, no, they're not. They're very, very good. Southern Cal, I'm a little surprised. They did win, but in overtime over Arizona, that was a surprise. USC Southern Cal plays in South Bend this Saturday. They play Notre Dame. That's an annual rivalry. Oregon and Washington play this weekend. Two high-scoring nationally ranked ball clubs. And Coach Prime's team got a win field goal at the gun, and one beat Arizona State. So, hey, uh, did it calm him down? No. He still (laughs) says his team has to play a whole lot better, and he's probably right. Yeah,
0: he's right. If you're getting it that close to Arizona State after the first week you had, you hadn't had a great week. A couple weeks, actually. Uh... Last but not least, um, we actually had some racing going on in North Carolina, didn't we? They did. at The the Roval is what they
1: call that part of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. It is the road course inside the stadium itself. And it combines the, the regular NASCAR event. It, it is a NASCAR event, but it combines their uh, regular course as well. The Roval and the race is won by 42-year-old A.J. Amendinger, who is not a championship contender. Keep in mind, folks, everybody races. But there are only a few who are eligible for the championship because of the points. AJ Allmendinger is not one of them. He won the race. A couple of drivers eliminated Kyle Busch and Bubba Wallace were both knocked out of it. They are not no longer championship contenders. They'll still run, of course, in the remaining races. But that's the way NASCAR works, and that championship is coming up in early November.
0: Exciting stuff, Ned. We got uh, through a lot today. You have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.